Hi, I'm Kelly Neff, and I'm your guest today on Music Studio Live. Rolling. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, guys. My name is Dara. I'm a drummer and producer, and I started a podcast with my friend Sarah called Music Studio Live. Together, we talk with singer-songwriters and music makers about all things related to music. We hope you enjoy the show, and here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Music Studio Live. We are unable to broadcast together because of the quarantine. But you know what? We have a great show for you because... Oh, wait. I'm Daryl Nutt, and you are... <laughs> I'm Sarah Hadiga. We had the pleasure of playing with a great <laughs> singer-songwriter uh, before the quarantine. Her name is Kelly Neff, and uh, she brought a bass player. Actually, we could tell the story about how the bass player was involved. Aurora Notes, she's an awesome, upright bass player. Love her. Love her. Right, and great, great singer. You guys sang three-part harmony on these songs, and it was awesome. That was so amazing it's so amazing and you know um every time i listen to everything but the how i crack up because of how long it took us to <laughs> rehearse that delay in the harmony there was there was maybe i can't remember it's one or two words that aurora and i don't say and it was yeah. so hard i have my idea it was good <laughs> that was awesome i loved it i just have such lead singer syndrome whatever that is okay, okay where i don't think that way you know what i mean like yeah. i don't omit words <laughs> so it was really hard it was my fault that i kept saying that but it was great it came out amazing Ugh. well so. we know that the media has been obviously overwhelmed with this virus that is all over the entire world so we're just gonna say everybody stay safe and stay healthy, healthy. Um, have a laugh, enjoy music. There's tons of live music all over Facebook and YouTube and live streaming. And, yeah, Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> gonna on. you're going to do it weekly probably. Until I've been doing something every week. It's uh, Everything's kind of um, different because that's how I roll. But um, so well, tomorrow I'm going to be... With technology today. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I just, I don't know. I have, um, I've been watching a lot of live streams that are kind of the same every week. So I feel like me... It's, it's cool. I love it. Do your thing, you know, and everyone out there, but I'm like, you know, we're going to, I'm going to change it up. So tomorrow I'm going to be, I've <laughs> talked to all my neighbors. I'm going to play outside in my driveway and I'm going to live stream that. And last week, um, I actually, I did kind of like a virtual open mic thing, um, which was super fun. I played all original music and whatnot for that. And then the week, the week before that I did like a very, cut and dry um live stream which was just you know like inside it was dark and cool direct and cool. audio dark yeah like a nighttime kind of kind of vibe yeah. um but anyway yeah I'm so not, i'm not doing any live streams because nobody wants to hear just the drummer play <laughs> well but what i, I have do. done is with some friends of mine with matt baxley and david johnson and ray nesbitt yeah. we are collectively in our own studios putting together uh, a, a, like a two-minute original funk jam, That's and cool. uh, we're in the middle of that now because we're all recording it separately in the video and piecing it together. And so we're we're having a little bit of fun with it. That's awesome. I love that. And um, you know what's really, really, really great about all of this is that um, you know people are really coming out of the woodwork to support. So 
I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Actually, it was really depressing to me yesterday. I was filling out um, an application for a grant. Um, you know, just there's a lot of like um, nonprofits out there that will help working musicians and gig workers and things like that. So I was like, yeah, hey, what the heck, I'll try. I got turned anyway, down I, by two. What's that? I got turned down by two already. Ah, uh, that's actually surprising. Well, the, the specifications, the fine print was different things than what my situation is. So. Oh, interesting, interesting. Well, at least you heard back. I mean, I feel like, yeah. you know, with the government, we don't even hear back and we can't call anyone. But anyway, um, other than that, um, I just, I think that it's amazing. Just anyway, I was filling out this application and I was having to put all of my lost gigs on it. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't, I couldn't look at it until then. And it was and we so don't even know how many. Because... It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so it's been so good having, um, you know, like on the flip side, it's been so good to have so many people just supporting. So yeah. and being cool. it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And uh, make sure you check out uh, Sarah's Facebook page. Um, yeah. You can watch her live streams. They'll be on her wall. You know, they'll still be there on her timeline. Yep, you can find me. I do have a music page. It's just Sarah Hadica, um, facebook.com slash sarah.hadica. Um, or you can friend me, you know, until I reach my maximum. Um, but it's Sarah Hadica Williams on Facebook. That's, that's usually kind of what I use because I don't like the way that Facebook represents pages. But anyway, um, yeah, so you can find me there. But I was going to share a funny story real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Because, I mean, it's just, I don't know, being quarantined is, is very, it's interesting, especially with three kids. I mean, I am just as busy as I ever have been. So, I mean, really, I don't know. I don't really notice a difference other than I don't drive my car. <laughs> right. So my car is just sitting in the driveway and I'm home. But um, anyway... Like right when the quarantine started, I got my hair cut, right? Like right before my bestie, um, Christina, she, I, I put this like little shave part back. I, I had it for a long time and I let it grow out and it's back. But anyway, I was at home after we were stuck in, you know, stuck in quarantine for maybe, I don't know, a week. And I was like, well, it's like grown out quite a bit. I need to shave it. It, it needs it again. But anyway, I go and I start shaving it and I like do a few runs and I was like, wow, it's a lot longer than I thought. So I cleaned the, the, the clippers off and I forgot to put the guard back on. So and you I, shaved, shaved your head. There, I went and I was like, <laughs> in the mirror, it was horrible. It was horrible. I shaved my head to the skin and then I just started cracking up because I'm like, you know, no one's going to see it. <laughs> did you take a picture? We can put that up on the screen. <laughs> I, I did, actually. Yeah, you can put it up because it's pretty funny. Oh, but funny. I know I, I did. I, it was like a blood curdling scream that I let out for that. Wow. So anyway, you can tell right now that I need someone to talk to other than... <laughs> my family because I can't stop talking. <laughs> That's fine. Daryl, what have you been doing? I've literally been working in the studio and catching up on projects that need to get done. Some of them don't pay any money, but they just need to get done. 
Yeah. Um, actually, today I got a project that does pay money, so I'll be working on that soon. And um, yeah, just just um, watching a whole lot more TV than normal um, when I get home at night. What so do you watch? Netflix. I watched the yeah, Tiger King. Oh yeah. <laughs> I watched all of uh, Dead to Me. Okay, I haven't watched that actually. It was uh, it was a very twisty, crazy plot. Um, and Who's I it? watched. Is right? that Christina Applegate? Yes. Okay, I watched the first episode, and Hamish, my husband, um, he was like, "No, that's too girly." <laughs> well, it's girly, but boy, does it have some twists! I've it, heard it's really good, so I'm gonna have it to. It does get really good. And then I watched um, uh, that the one where the girl has a superpower she can't control. Um, I'm not okay with this. Don't know. Like that. It, I it, just watch like murder shows, so I don't know why. Um, I, I wouldn't think that of you for some reason. I know, isn't it so weird? But right now I'm watching Narcos Mexico. I, that one's kind of old, but I'm just finishing. I have one more episode left of that. And then, yeah, and I watched Tiger King before that. I mean, that, I don't know. I guess I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit more crazy. Well, it was more crazy, and that footage is, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it had a little bit more potential to be insane. <laughs> and it was. Um, there's a bunch, of, I think there's like a half hour of footage on TMZ. They did a special of a bunch of stuff that was cut out because it was, it was going too far. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I thought he was over the top anyway, and not a big fan, but, but anyway, okay. So we thank you for watching our show or listening to our podcast. Um, you can always watch it on YouTube on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash music studio live. And we should mention the Patreon. I know there's a commercial in the episode for, for our Patreon, but we're putting all kinds of bloopers and, and behind the scenes things, extra songs. We're ad adding an extra song this week from uh, um, uh, Brian that was on. Uh, yeah, I love Brian. That was awesome, awesome, awesome song. So look for that. It's only $3 a month. It's less than Starbucks, people. Less than uh, well, you can't even go to Starbucks anymore. So, well, I guess you can. Well, here's what you do. You join, and every month you have a cup of coffee at your house until this is yeah, over. exactly. Perfect. Good, good point. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I did go to Starbucks during the quarantine, like initially, and I felt really guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been back. But um, anyway, we also really, really want to thank all of the crew that we have um, here for the podcast. I mean, just Brett yeah. Billman is just amazing. And I mean, just, ugh, it's Our so buddy, Matt Steves. Yeah, we love Matt Steves. I mean, it's, he's just amazing too. So, I mean, my gosh, we're just so fortunate. Well, and I've even made them, you know, associate producers of the show. And yeah. I put their logos up at the end. Um, we're not making any money, so everybody's a producer. <laughs> so, since we're not making any money, if you want to donate to us, we'll take it. Please join Patreon. <laughs> what a segue that was. Woohoo! Okay, well, we hope you enjoy this episode uh, with Kelly Neff. She's fantastic. And Aurora Notes on Upright Bass and, and Sarah and I. And uh, these songs are very moving, and uh, they're okay. very presented very well in an acoustic setting. It's really awesome. 
Yeah. So, and then do yourself a favor and go, if you're local to here, go see Kelly if you haven't, because she's incredible. So when, when we can go see people. Oh yeah, true. She's yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> she's streaming on Facebook during lunchtime. It's, it's creative. And, um, and binge watch all of our episodes. This is going to be episode 10. Do and it guys. We have one more in the can that hopefully we can release legally pretty soon. So that'll be fun. So, okay. Well, let's, let's do high five. Well, I have to do this way. My hands disappear. <laughs> I'll put in a clap sound. <laughs> I'll blow kisses. Okay. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoy the show. It's so awkward <laughs> doing it this way, but this one is, <laughs> uh, enjoy the show. Would you like to have access to extra songs from our guests, photo galleries, bloopers and outtakes, and behind-the-scenes footage? Well, you can. You can go to patreon.com slash musicstudiolive and select the Backstage Pass tier. It's only $3 a month, and you can have access to every bonus feature from every episode that we have. So, go now and get your backstage pass to Music Studio Live. Patreon.com slash Music Studio Live. You're tuned in to Music Studio Live. Let me make sure my nope. necklace clasp is... Okay, so that was one of my questions. Can what? you play that little tiny harmonica? Yes. Can you play it right now? Save it for the podcast. This is the podcast. We haven't started yet. We're starting right now. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> wow. Apparently we started with a harmonica. The, well, this is why. So if people ask me if I play harmonica, I say a little. Oh, my goodness. So is, we have Kelly Neff here. Yeah. Hey. And that was a weird way to start the podcast, but there you go. Leave it to me. So we just recorded two of Kelly's songs that I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, I will throw this out there. I did produce your first CD. Yes. And I'm very proud of that. Technically my third, but first two. The first one I produced. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to play those and we're going to talk about those songs too today. Cool. Um, But before we actually dive in, how are you, Kelly? I don't get to see you very often anymore. Yeah, I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in years. I know. Um, And yeah, no, I I couldn't be any better. You've been doing some traveling? A little bit of traveling, a little bit of here, a little bit of there, a little this, a little that. A little yeah. this, a little that. It's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything is good. Um, where did you grow up? Let's just start at the beginning. Well, uh, I grew up in Hampton, Virginia. Oh, mm. Virginia. Okay. And then spent uh, a few years of that in Germany. Uh, my dad, really? Yeah, dad was in the army band, so we he had. I think he had a choice of either Germany or Atlanta. And he picked Germany. Same thing. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same basic thing. Same weather. What did mom do? Uh, mom was a stay-at-home mom for quite a long time. Um, Siblings? And, yes. Older and younger sisters. I am the middle. Oh. And I, I heard that you have the dimple on the left side. Your other sister yes. has the dimple on the right side. Yeah, she's, got the, she's got the other one. Oh, she's yeah, got the... Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I've only got one. She's, she's on the other side. So we, we're coming off of uh, you opening for Melissa Etheridge. You did the Melissa Etheridge Cruise. Yeah. Uh, so you got to play your original songs for a pretty decent crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a, a fantastic experience to to not only 
be an artist in the lineup for uh, with just powerhouse performers um, and be stuck on a boat with Melissa Etheridge and Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin for seven days, wow. which did not suck. And uh, I just met so many wonderful people, so many great performers. And you and probably so got to see friends. how hit-making people, how their band is, how they react to people, how they, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, she was, they're both stars. Oh, yes. They, the... The and amazing songwriters. <laughs> the, right. the level of excellence, like they they are so consistent, and I was able to. I don't I don't know how many people can say that like how many times in a row that they've seen an artist, but I watched, you know, I I watched uh, during the at the event center where I opened for her. I watched her show, and then I watched the same show, and then I watched another show. And then watch the same show. And mm -hmm. it was, you you wouldn't have known that it was two different nights because they are so consistent and so, like, on They're pros. That's how pros perform shows. Ooh, that's a rhymer. That's how pros perform shows. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a question here that pertains to your youth from Richie Ramirez from Lucky's. From Richie. Oh. Where did in the world did you get a hold of Richie? Ramirez? He wants to know when or at what age did you know that you had talent to not only play guitar and sing but to interact with your audience in the style that only you can do. Yesterday. <laughs> no, um well I started um I always wanted to do something really great. And I started playing the guitar when I was 12. And okay. there was always something... There was always something pulling inside of me to perform or entertain, mm -hmm. um, even though I never really wanted to be the center of attention. I so, got that vibe from you when we recorded the record, that you you had to come out of a shell a little bit to do some of the things in the studio even. Yeah, because I don't, I don't like cameras in my face. I don't... The only time yeah, I really like... We have like, nine of them here on I, your face. I, yeah, there's a lot of cameras. But the only time I, I really like to, to like be the center of attention is when that's my job. You know, when I'm when I'm standing in front of a microphone, when I'm playing my guitar, it's like that's when that's when everything comes down and I can just I can just let it all out. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm usually pretty shy and quiet and I would rather watch everybody have a great time and just sit back and observe. So but, twelve is when you picked up the guitar. What about singing? Mm -hmm. I, I, I was always singing along to stuff, and I never did. I, I was never in band in middle school or high school. I was never in chorus. I couldn't read music. I still can't read music. I might be able to to save my life if it came down to that. But um, <laughs> it was it was just something that I'd always done as a hobby. But inside, I really, really wanted to just perform and and just like be on the stage. And uh, did you write your own songs at twelve? No. What, when did you write your first song that you felt was worthy of playing out or playing to somebody else? Not necessarily in a concert situation, but... That probably wasn't until, like, 2000. Like, okay. 99, 2000. Um, I, up until then, I would just learn. I would, like, get uh, an album that I loved, and I would just learn it cover to cover. That's I, I love that feeling. Yeah, I think the first one I learned cover to cover was the Metallica Black album. Oh wow! And then it that was wasn't just, my. No, album. it wasn't yours. That's okay. But 
then um, I just I just expanded horizons musically, and I was brought up around all different kinds of music, and um, I don't really stick to one particular style. But the first song that I wrote that I wanted to sing was probably around 2000. Okay. Um, and then I went to I moved. <laughs> I was in my very early 20s, and I moved to. Atlanta because my dream was to play at Eddie's Attic and I don't know Eddie's make Attic. Make it. What is Eddie's Attic? Eddie's Attic is a place in um, Decatur, in outside of Atlanta, where the Indigo Girls used to play. Michelle oh, Malone okay. played. Um, all the all the all the kids from Sugarland. They were all doing solo stuff there. Oh. John Mayer was there. Um, so it, it's a it's a platform for. Really great. I have heard of that place now that you say it. Yeah. yeah, and every Monday night they do like a they do a open mic, and if you if you win, then you get called back to do the quarterly shootout, and then there's the annual shootout. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so that was that was an eye opening experience for me. I did it once the entire time I lived in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I was so scared. I bet. Mm-hmm. I played two two songs and forgot to unplug my guitar when I walked off the stage. I was so embarrassed because I was just perfect stage fright. Horrible stage fright. Um, did you play original songs? I did. Wow. Good I did. I couldn't tell you which ones they were, but uh, actually I might. No. They never showed up in your first two albums? I don't remember. <laughs> I was That's so, 20 years ago. What do you it, want? Yeah, I was so, I was so scared. Um, but I did go back um, just to like say, okay, well, I, I lived there for about a year and I only did this once mm-hmm. and it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And so I'm just going to go back and do it again. And, and I did, and I got a really, really great result there. And it was, oh, uh, it was one of the nights it was towards the end of, um, I don't remember what year it was, but it was towards the end of the year. It was like coming into or out of a holiday weekend and there were so many people there and the they pick three finalists at the end of the night to come at you know back and do one more song and then they pick and the winner the, yeah semifinals kind of right well they ended up with like seven finalists that oh. night because oh, wow. the judges that that they the the random people that they pulled a judge they were like we can't just pick three and so it wasn't Simon Cowell <laughs> no no it was not maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it was but um. So I was one of those, but I, I was not the I was not the finalist, and I think they ended up picking like two or three finalists that night because it was just so they just couldn't. That's cool. They just couldn't pick. So that was really so special. That's good talent yeah. there. Oh yeah, lots of lots of good talent, and people from all over the country come and do it. So it's really great to hear the different styles of songwriting mm-hmm. and to see the different skill levels and the different age groups, and to see um, the people who are terrified. <laughs> But in that, to see the support of the whole room, because it's a, mm-hmm. it's a room full of songwriters, and it's a listening room, and you're not allowed to talk, and if you do talk, it has to be real quiet, and they're like, if you want to have a conversation, go outside. Definitely not the places I play. <laughs> Definitely not the places that I play either. But So it's, it's a really special place, and there's a lot of history on the stage, so cool. it, was, it, was, it was really yeah, great. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So I know something about you that the world probably doesn't know. <gasps> do I know? Yes. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Um, you like to do woodworking. I do. I love it. Really? And I've seen pictures of some of your stuff, and it's 
pretty amazing stuff that you've done. Thanks. Like what? I build uh, I, furniture, furniture, boards and stuff, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. When I I didn't have any furniture at one point, I didn't have anything, but I had access to like all kinds of wood and as many wine crates as I wanted. So I thought you were going to say as many wine coolers as you wanted. No, the wine <laughs> crates were empty. They didn't have any wine coolers in them, and so I ended up making my entire bedroom set. Um, really? And I still have the nightstands that tore the dresser apart to make something else. But then, you know, I needed, I made like a like a, a sofa table and end table. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I just made all kinds. Of, I just made, um, I just made two farmhouse tables because uh, Rebecca had the all, real big, big kind. Yeah, the yeah. dining room kind of. Tables. Yeah, the one I made for our dining room is like a hundred pounds. And wow. then uh, some friends of ours saw it and they're like, "We want one and we'll pay you." Yeah. So I just Perfect. put the last coat of polyurethane. I want on. one. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'll cut you a deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you have some tattoos, and that has started to become a theme. With our, our little program here, because Sarah and I, neither of us have any. Really? I just got one. You did? No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, explain what's on your arm. What, what does uh, some of these mean? Oh, uh, well, okay. So the first, the f- uh, first, so I've got a bunch of birds. We'll talk about the birds first, because okay. that's that's what most people see that recognize Two black the crows? first. No. I got... Um, that's a song from her album that I produced. That's good. That's a good lead into that. Very <laughs> like clever. That but these are swallows, not crows. Oh, sorry. But the... Um, I had... I, I got eight on the back of my arm, and that was a like representation of my family, my sisters, oh, my okay. parents, and my grandparents. And it was the... The idea behind that was they're all going in different directions, and I can't always see them, but I know that they're there. And so the back of your arm, you they've can't all got see my them. and they've that's, all got my that's back. That's cool. Yeah, cool. and then I got I think I got like twenty four total because I decided oh, wow. to include. I think that was the last. Which thing Which one's I did. about me? You're the one that's flying into my armpit. <laughs> There's one that goes. That's appropriate underneath. That's what was, yeah. I thought you might like that. I thought it'd be the one on your butt. I don't have one on my. That butt was on the all. other podcast. She have a butt. I don't have a butt. <laughs> okay, next topic on Music Studio Live. I, I, actually, let's talk about the first song that we recorded, Retrograde. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of symbolism. Um, there's a lot of people, and I'm not. I don't. I don't want to discount anyone's belief system. I'll just say that first. But there are quite a few people that, when everything is going wrong, they're like, oh, well, Mercury is in retrograde, so it figures. And I kind of got tired of hearing that about, you know, everybody blaming Mercury for things going wrong. And I'm just like, how about you just take accountability and just like... Because nobody, a lot of times, like nobody wants to, and that's like the that's that's part of the song is like, it's easier to blame outside sources for everything going wrong than it is to look in the mirror and say, "Hang on, maybe I'm the one who's going backwards." I learned that lesson mm-hmm. a year ago. Like, <laughs> I think we all have learned that yeah. lesson at totally. some point that maybe it's time to look in the mirror and say, "Well, maybe." What's the common denominator on all of my problems? Me. Bing. Yeah, <laughs> and and I wrote that out of a. Uh, uh, a moment where there, I think all of us have experienced that moment where we kind of lose our faith a little bit and we don't really know what to do. We don't know which way is up and we don't know how in the world we got to where we are. Why me? Why me? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, a, it's, it's just kind of an explanation of that. And then 
going towards the end, like, you know, and that's, and that's kind of what I'm about is like, I know the sun's going to come out. I know that everything's going to turn around and I know that there's possibility out there, but you just have to go through what you have to go through first. And sometimes you do have to just lay there for a minute and just give yourself that, mm-hmm. that pause and give yourself a break and give yourself time to breathe and ask yourself those questions. Like, how did I get here? And what do I do now? What can and, I do about my future? Yeah. Did I lose my faith? Did I lose my way? Like, how am I going to get, am I going to, am I going to get this back? Am I going to come out of this? Mm. And is this, how long is this going to, how long is this going to last? So retrograde actually is very similar to the other song we did. The what, the what, when, wow, why. Everything but the how. Yeah. Everything but the how. I mean, yeah. they are related topics. Yeah, they kind of are. Mm-hmm. I wrote Everything But The How uh, before I wrote Retrograde. Retrograde is one of the more recent songs that I've written. That's a catchy little uh, phrase. Just tell, tell everybody the, the phrase for Everything But Everything the, But The How. I'll find my way when I drop the who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah. Who, yeah. what, where, That's where, such when, a and great... Why. What, so where, yeah. That's a great poetic uh, whatever the word is, thing. Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> the so I've done I've I've done a lot of uh, personal growth work, and there's a lot of um, questions that get in our way. Like like for me, I'll I'll I'm an analyzer, so I'll just sit and I'll just start picking everything apart. I'm a human computer, and I'll just I'll worry about this. I'm like, well, what about this? And how do I do that? And and who? And, and there's all those questions that, of course, from a from an English major standpoint, that create the fabulous essay of the who, the what, the when, the where, the how, and the why. And it's like, okay, well, all of that just creates the cloud and a fog and you can't really see your way through it or I can't see my way through it. And so if I get all of that stuff out of my way and get out of my own way and just get to the how, like get to, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Reaction, uh, uh, take charge. Right. How do I do this now? Right. How do I do it now? And, and, and then the other questions could come later, like, okay, well, what's the first step and who can I call for support? But it's like, if you're trying to figure all that first like, right. We we all just get in our own way. I know I do every day when I'm just trying to figure out. Okay, well, what am I going to do first? I don't know. I don't have to go to work Be- until like eight o'clock at before, night. So what do I do? Before I now? lived with Lisa, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. I could literally wake up, eat take a shower and be out of the house and to work wherever I was going in 20 minutes mm-hmm. now. And it's nothing to do with Lisa. It's just where I am and my routine from the time I wake up to when I can get to the studio, it's an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it, I don't know why you're a girl. <laughs> okay. You've become, you've become a woman. Well, this is a girl power type episode. <laughs> Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Aurora for playing uh, bass for, with us today. She's actually yes. here in the, in the studio with us still. And, fantastic. And singing and it's just awesome. It's the first time we've interacted in this kind of situation and it's awesome. So thank you so yeah, much for doing a, that. That was a lot of fun. It, so added, fun. it added a lot to the to the whole yeah, the songs an ensemble. It's a lot of smiles Great. tonight. Which yeah. Is really good. Yeah. And tonight was the first time you said you had three part harmony with girls. Yeah, in a in a in, in, in a live in, situation. In a live yeah. situation like this where, you know, we had never we have not done this, we haven't collaborated before where it was just on the phone. Well you just met Aurora like, today, right? Yeah, we had a time. phone conversation was it yesterday oh, okay. or the day before? Yep. And that and that's it. And then we just talked about it and cool. then I did my absolute best to give her 
charts and breakdowns because I don't speak that language. I just, I'm like Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder. And she, <laughs> actually you and Sarah speak that language a hundred times better than me and you put together. Yeah, yeah. So ironically, we had a rehearsal earlier today. So at the end of the for rehearsal, for something yeah. else, yeah. At the end, we're like, let's just let's go through Kelly's songs. Oh, that's awesome that oh, you guys yeah. did that. So we sat. You and we did that. Yeah. They didn't so cheat. Great. They prepared. That's so There's great. a difference between cheating so and preparing. I felt, I felt great. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome because I was I was just excited to hear what you guys would come up with because like I was telling you on the phone, like I love yeah. the interpretation, like. Yeah. When it, when especially when it's a room full of people who are all fantastic, but we haven't done it together mm. like this. Like it was, it's so wonderful to hear the I interpretation. That That's what studio yeah. musicians feel quite often, because if you're if you're in that situation, typically everybody else is at at a high level, and everybody's ideas just kind of do this typically in yeah, that situation. Right. It's great. It's, it's a great feeling. It's really great. It's really great. I don't really want to. So leave. let's go ahead and play. Um, uh, Retrograde. Okay. By Kelly Neff. Thanks. Feel safe 
information on Kelly, visit her Instagram at Neffy77 and Facebook at Kelly.neff.5. So Kelly, I do want to mention the fact that I, uh, probably five or six different people uh, a few years ago were saying, you need to meet this Kelly Neff girl. Mm -hmm. She's phenomenal. You need to produce her. You totally will get her music. And I had never... I never went to your gigs or anything. I think I found you on Facebook, possibly. I think we were Facebook we, friends. Yeah, we became friends that way. But I walked into Space 39 randomly with Lisa, and guess who was playing a solo gig? Kelly, she was sitting at the bar, and did you approach me or did I approach you? I forget what the You approached me. What the details were. I'm, oh, I you said... You had said to the bartender, you were like, who's playing tonight? And that's I was right. like... Hmm. You, were, you were right next to me at the bar. Yeah, that would be me. And I think I said, I'm Daryl. And you're no, like, you, you were like, well, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Kelly Neff. And you were like, you're the person I'm supposed to meet. <laughs> I'm Daryl Nutt. And I'm like, oh, hello. Yeah, you made a big deal about it, actually. That no, was... you did. <laughs> My recollection of it was that she, no, I, I think we were both excited to, to meet each other in person. And then only a couple months later, we were working on a project, yeah. your, your album together. I was joyful. Yeah. To finally meet you. I think that was just after we met. Is that... It was all around the same time. Could that be? Yeah, because we all, I don't remember. I you kind of broke in the scene. You and I met yeah. at Ex Eclectic mm -hmm. in Naples. That oh, no. Ex Eclectic. <laughs> and I was literally, when you guys were meeting at that, I was around the corner playing the wine loft. And I walked down because. Oh, at Venture X is where we were. Yes. Yeah. 
and 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 I didn't get to, I didn't go in or anything. I was on break, but I was talking to uh, Corey outside. Oh, he, was oh, doing, yeah, yeah. he was doing he was doing something there. there. Yeah, probably, running sound. Yeah. yeah. So how ironic that we were all Isn't in the same funny? place at Mercado at the same point. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome though. That was so good. That was so much fun. The best. We need to do that again. Yeah. So Sarah, you have a, a question for Kelly. Well, okay. <sighs> You're very happy right now in your life, right? Yeah. So. Isn't it really hard to write songs? Yes. No. No? No, it's hard for me to write happy songs. It's just hard to write happy songs. I'm really good at writing sad songs. Okay. So how do you draw that out of yourself when you're in such a good place, right? Because you're engaged, Mm -hmm. which, yes. Yeah. I hope I can come to your wedding. Um, uh, thank you. Do you need a band got for your an wedding? Invitation. We I got did. one right here. <laughs> right. I'm not allowed to work at my wedding. And well, if, that's okay. We'll work for you if you guys want to work for free. Because you know all musicians want to do that. Okay. Um, ne- <laughs> next topic. Next topic. <laughs> Moving on, on. Music Studio Live. Moving on. But um, really, how do you draw that out of yourself? Because I find that that tough. Because I'm happy. It's I find that it's it's hard it's to write hard when to you're get happy. Inspiration. Yeah. So here's what. Here's what I do. Okay. I still write about sad stuff. I just make it sound happy. Oh. So part of the uh, the next album that I haven't... I've, I've got groundwork for it, and I've got songs, like these songs are what I want to, to put on it. The last album, About Face, was uh, about a turning point and about getting all mm-hmm. of this negativity out of me. I'm really good at writing breakup songs, but I also know that what you think it, about, you bring about. And each song was from, from your travels, too, from different relationships, Traveling different areas. Traveling through relationships, yeah, and um, time and loss and all, just a lot, a lot of stuff. And I finally got it out of my system uh, because, it, you know, when you have that stuff inside of you, it's like you got to get it out, yeah. you got to release it somehow. Um, and I'm really happy that they're all recorded because eventually I won't have to sing them anymore. I mean, of course I will, but like... Oh, that's an interesting take on it, yeah. Because, well, and I don't... Because they, they mean a certain thing to you. They mean something so different to me now, and, and, and they mean something to everybody who listens to them, which is really, right. really cool to hear the interpretations of what people think they're about and how they feel about them. Um, but moving forward, the... A lot of people are like, well, you know, you're really happy and you should write about love. And I'm like, I'm, I feel like I should be on the Mickey Mouse Club. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just not uh, I'll probably get there. But I decided that since I was really good about writing sad stuff, I still have a lot inside of me about grief. And so a lot of what I write about now is tapping into that grief in order to get mm-hmm. that out of me. Because whenever I would go through a, a breakup, I would write a song about it and I would feel better because I could get all sure. that energy out into the music. And I thought, well, maybe maybe it's time to break up with grief. Like maybe I can write oh. breakup songs about grief and maybe I can get some of this pain out of me and... and you yeah, know, keep, that's a great attitude. Keep I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and everything but the how was written at a time where I was on the tail end of a relationship, but I would, I didn't want to write breakup songs anymore. And you were actually on the album, right? On the the song that I always call the last breakup song I ever wanted to write. And what was that song called? Here in my bed. Here in my bed. Yeah. I, I say that only Listen because to it, people. It's so good. Well, I'll put the little graphic up oh, for your album right there. So good. <laughs> but the um. So it was challenging to 
And, and then after I wrote here in my bed, I wrote that after a breakup. Then I was in another relationship, and then I broke up again. And I'm like, all right, I have to do something different. So I literally changed my tune. And I started writing everything but the how at the tail end of that. It took me a year to finish it. Because that is a positive. <laughs> it's a positive. It's, it's about a, possibility. It's an yeah, upward it's awesome. song. Right. And that's kind of where I went from the end of that relationship. And I was just so done with everything. And I was done with repetitive, like just, I just, I needed to do something different. Mm-hmm. And so I started, I like I said, I literally changed my tune. I started singing like the cover songs I sang. I started singing different cover songs. Oh, okay. And I started writing differently. Um, and I started playing my own music less because it is so dark and, and, and it needs to be for, for, yeah. for the it purpose. It is what it is. Yep. And then, and then I got stuck again, and I thought, okay, well, what can I do? And then I, I came up on, I think it was another anniversary of my father's death, and I was, I was really up against it with it, you know, because I miss him every day. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, and I, I, I just like had a couple lines of, a, of another song, like, come, and I just started bawling, and I'm like, I need to start writing this down. Yeah. And so I have written several songs about grief and how I feel and like letting it go and moving forward. And so it's, it's, it's a challenge, but I try to do it in a way now that is upbeat and positive so that I can still have it fun and have it be like a really good groove and really Mm -hmm. good music. But within it is that message of, Hey, it's okay to, it's okay to be sad because it isn't going to last forever and it's okay to move forward because mm-hmm. like, I think that's a the misunderstanding about grief is that people are just like well you just got to get over it no if you don't do and you it gotta move you got, on. you're not going to get right. past it right. right you can't you don't ever really move on from it but you can move forward mm-hmm. and that's and that's totally different um, and it feels a lot better than moving on because when you move on you really don't you just bury it mm-hmm. so you bury it mm-hmm. yeah but moving forward and so that's I mean that's just kind of where I'm at now because the relationship that I'm in now is the healthiest I've ever known um, our communication is great and we just like each other on top of like just being nuts for each other it's just really great and so I'm safe in a spiritual sense in an emotional sense in a relationship sense like I'm safe in all those areas so the stuff that really hurts, that comes up. And I know that I'm safe, so it's easier for me to talk about it now. It's easier for me to write about okay. it now and to be honest with it now. And it's easier for me to face the things that I, would, I didn't want to look at before mm-hmm. where I was so focused on something just as toxic, just as negative, because I didn't want to look at this. And it's time for me to do that. So... I hope that answered the question. Yeah, have, have, yeah that's have awesome. you ever written a song that wasn't from a place for you? Like, like you know how people write screenplays for movies right. and stuff. It's not nothing to do with them. They're writing a story. Have you ever written a song that was just a story, not even about somebody you knew, or just just telling a story because you you heard a, a cool lyric that came to your head or something? Because that that takes all of your emotion out of it, really. You're right. all, I made them all up. Yeah, they're all stories. <laughs> yeah. I made them all. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> I'm just curious because some some songwriters write about other people. It's not so if they're in a good place or a bad place, it doesn't matter. They're writing right. about. Right, they'll extract it. From, they're extracting I've it from tried. another situation. Yeah. Or, I, I, yeah, I've tried to detach from. Or third from person. It. <laughs> 
For, fourth, that was a joke was we it had fourth person? Fourth person. Fourth person. Fifth. I'm going to write from the 17th, from the 17th person. person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I tried a few, and there was one that I had written that I saw a friend of mine going through like a, mm-hmm. a, a breakup, and I was fine at the time. So I'm like, man, that really sucks. And, uh, and I was just... Wa- <laughs> <laughs> Let me write a song about so, it. Sorry that about really you. Sucks. Hopefully they don't notice. Sorry you got dumped. Did you write a song um, about it? Yeah, I did. I started, but I never really finished it because it was awkward and weird because it was yeah, something yeah, I yeah. couldn't relate to, but I was trying. Um, and it was still a breakup song, so of course I could relate to it. Yeah. But it was like, it, it almost felt for me because I was writing about somebody else's breakup that I felt like I was intruding. Even oh. though nobody knew, knew who was that about. I was writing it about somebody right. else. Yeah. Nobody knew. But it was like, I don't really want to touch that. So are all of your songs about breakups? No. I feel like there's one that I played on. <sighs> it's... What is that one song on your album? I'm trying to remember. Oh, you're talking about Bully. You're talking about, yeah, yeah. yeah, That is not, that's that's not about a breakup. I love that song. That that musician speak. That's the one that, um, that's the one I never play live because I, I, it was, it sounds for me like it was more complicated to play it than it was. That song sounds like a, 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 a screenplay, a story that could be turned into something. Do you want to know what it's about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Turned into something. It's so funny. Visual. I was in. I was playing on it, and I never asked you. <laughs> well, the song "Bully" is about addiction from the perspective of a bully. It was originally called addiction. Yeah. And we changed it. You and changed, we changed it, to it to bully. Yeah. Because if you, if I mean, if you really think about it, uh, if you if you suffer from addiction. It really is a bully. Oh, he's right like, here the whole time. The whole yeah. time, and that's and so that I mean, so I guess I guess that would be a song that isn't about a breakup. Like it's it, it, the whole thing is like a metaphor. It um, is a breakup from addiction. <laughs> have yeah. you suffered from addiction? Yeah, I still do, mm-hmm. and I thought for a long time uh, that my addiction was was something other than what I thought it was and what other people thought it was. But I know that my issue is moderation, mm. and it's not. It's across the board. It's with everything. Yeah, it's with everything, <laughs> and so at first I thought, well, I'm addicted to misery, or I'm addicted to feeling bad. It's like, no, I'm just, I just, I just have a problem with moderation. I you're that. human. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. So, and it's so funny because some people don't. Some people are just like, well, I'll just have one beer and then I'm good. And I'm like, how do you do that? And then I learned because they don't hate themselves. Right. Well, well, it isn't just that. Like I learned how to do that, but then it's. I, it, uh, cheeseburgers, like I would, lo- I would eat cheeseburgers oh, for yeah. breakfast. Cheese- totally. I love cheeseburgers, like I would eat them every day. I, I feel a new song coming. Cheeseburger. I think cheese somebody burger, already wrote burger. a song about cheese. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner burger. Yeah, like <laughs> or or cookie chocolate chip cookies. Like I will just sit there. there you go. Or thin mints. Ooh. How do you how do you only have one? I don't even have you one. Can't. You can't. You eat the whole sleeve before you know it. They eat the sleeve and then you hit yourself. Even if you didn't hate yourself before, then you're hating yourself. You're because it's just you just ate your whole sleeve and there's only one sleeve left and there's only a limited time. <laughs> wow, this has been a, an them. issue. I can no, tell. So, every day struggle is real. <laughs> Girl Scouts, man, just wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll, like the gym, like when I was, I, I'll go to the gym and instead of like doing a responsible and effective workout for like 45 minutes, I'll be there for two hours going, what else can I do? And I'll do that. And then I'll, I, I won't I understand. Say, like, you sat there and ate the whole time. <laughs> the smoothies. <Yeah. laughs> Smoothie bar. 
<laughs> no, it was tag alongs that time. But you're just there for two hours watching other people? Like No, actually working out. Working out. Like, oh, you yeah. are working out? Okay. And it, and well, because I don't know when to say, okay, that's enough. Oh, gotcha. I see. I've had enough. Or like when the if I'm sitting outside by the fire and I'm freezing, like... It's okay to put the fire out and go inside. <laughs> like it's okay, and it, and I think it comes down to like over. Like it's okay that it's over. That this, it's okay this, that the yeah, fire yeah, 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 is. Yeah. Over. This event is over now. It's okay. It's okay that the three cookies are over, and 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 so and <laughs> it's really it's really a mind bender if you really get into it. And that for me, like that is the issue. It isn't about substance. It isn't about activity. Right. It's the issue of that. of of letting go of that feeling of it's okay that it's done mm-hmm. it's okay that it's over i have a kid like that yeah all yes. of my relationships ended that way hmm. because I, I couldn't let him go i couldn't right I, it wasn't right. okay that it was right. over because it was there was something about i know it about one of them that while we were doing the record or just after we did the record yeah um yeah we, we had some yeah. some brotherly and sisterly talks during that time i didn't say much <laughs> I refer to those as the dark times. The dark times, yes. So um, at, at this point, I'd like to play the second song that we did. Great, because that'll lift us right up out there of this dark go. cloud that we just Perfect. touched on. <laughs> it's called? Everything But The How. Everything But, Everything the, how, but the How. Which I love that title. Everything But The How. Here it is. Everything. One more time. Everybody. Everything, Everything But, but the, the How. Wow, that sounds like we're in grade school. <laughs> Thinking it might be good. I got no apologies, and I really don't think I should. I'm walking with my head turned toward the sky. But I'll find my way when I drive the who, what, where, when, why. Don't know where I'm going. Be someplace good. Maybe climb up a couple of hills, take a long walk through these woods. Maybe find my wings and find the learn to fly. And I'll find my way without dropping who, what, where, when, why. Coming down to the wire And I'm running for my life For the life of me I can't remember why 
know when I'm leaving, but I'm thinking it might be time. I don't know what I'm looking for, and I don't know how far. Maybe find myself before I lose my mind. I'll find my way with that drop the who, what, where, when, why. Be sure and visit our website at musicstudiolive.com. There you'll find all of our social media links. You're tuned in to Music Studio Live. That was a great song, Kelly. Thank you. You're thank you, Sarah. No, I really, I, again, I do want to say another thank you to Aurora because the, the upright bass really added a texture so much for fun. these songs. That, that was so, I'm so yeah. happy about that. Well, she and I were together earlier today, and she was like, what do you think? Do you think it'd be okay? I'm like, yes! I didn't even think about of it. Of course! And then when you Bring said it. you were bringing both, I'm like, oh, we definitely have to have the upright yeah, bass. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. anytime someone says, hey, I just happen to have an upright bass in my car, it's like, you better go get it. <laughs> just go get <laughs> it. Yeah. Get it. Go get it and play it all the time. What's on your bucket list next? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Aurora asked, what's on her bucket list? What's on your bucket list? Musically? I would like to put together a celebration of women in music uh, concert all right, series. Out. See ya. Bye, Daryl. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. I can produce the record. Yeah, that'd be great. I would like to do... I would I would really love to do uh, 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 just... Uh, a concert series that would feature all kinds of, um, oh, wow, it sounds like Lilith. sounds like somebody already did that. But <laughs> but seriously, just be able to collaborate with other women musicians. And I love what Aurora's up to with the WDC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's a just... It's if I can't I can't wait to be involved in the the women don't conform. It's just fantastic. And musically, I think that a lot of women are um, stifled and not given respect and credibility mm-hmm. because of the fact that that we are women. Me too. And I feel the same way. Me too. I just had to say me too. Yeah. You forgot to say hashtag. <laughs> hashtag me too. Daryl's like, don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit me. Don't hit me. <laughs> but I've been, I, I, I met, um, I met some really fabulous uh, ladies um, through being on the Melissa Etheridge cruise mm-hmm. and traveling. Um, and I, I was able to do a uh, songwriter festival in Utah called the True Believer. Awesome. And, we and you're keeping in touch with these people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. They're fantastic people. And I met, a, I met a girl named Naomi Harlan who was just fantastic. And it was like when you can musically click with someone, mm-hmm. it's really special in a world where most people are strangers unless you're in like music, that. Music is a right. great language to, to change that, yeah. Right. And these there's these little clicks and these little circles. And if you're not in, then you're out. But it was a really great opportunity to, to, to break open the circle and uh, uh, another friend of mine, Laura Glida, out of Chicago, like she is just uh, 
I love the production on her album and her music is just it's so it it, it does something inside of you because she sings with such heart. Cool. And then another friend of mine, Nicola Kermi, she lives in Mount Dora and she's just amazing. Like she can pretty much pick up anything and play it. And she has an incredible voice and she's got really great vision. So I want to, you know, I want to I want to I want to start this collection of all these people and all these women and just like just throw them all together. And you know, let's let's just get on a bus and drive around the country for a while. Yeah, and or fly, you know, so we can all come home. <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. And but, anything I can do, I since I met you in Space Thirty Nine, I've been a big fan of yours. So thanks. anything I can do to help you, just let me know. Okay, I'll come. Sweet. Yeah, will you come too? Absolutely. Okay, great. I've got, I've got a bus. You got a bus? She actually has a I bus, do. a VW bus. We'll go. It might break down every. Other day, every other day. Well, I know how to fix cars. So oh yeah, she can fix yeah. cars. See, that's perfect. And she makes purses. You make purses? They're bags, Daryl. Bags? Do you have one with you? I'm a dude. I don't, but they look like that kind of. There, I haven't made one in a long time. But I got a sewing machine for my birthday. Oh. So hashtag me too. No, I know that's not the right. It's way so to much fun. It's so much fun. Listen, I'm in. I'm in like the best relationship ever because she knows exactly what I want. That's like, cool. And we have Home Depot dates. Oh, I love that stuff. It's I so know. Fun. We. Uh, I I've just, been at Joanne's every day this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelly, we want to get thank really you. overwhelmed when I go there. I just can't. We, I love it. They're not going to let me say thank you. We want to thank you. Thanks, Daryl. For being our guest. Thank you, Daryl. Um, Thanks, Daryl. It was Thanks, it was very last minute, and I really love the fact that you uh, were able to. I'm so happy I was kick available. it up, and, and I'm so happy Aurora and was available. Everybody was too. available, and, and glad I, I showed up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and while we're in the episode still, before we actually say goodbye, I do want to thank uh, Matt Steves and yes, Brent Billman. Thank you guys. They you guys are really worked great. so hard at, at the lighting and the video, and if you watch us on YouTube, it's. I'm very happy with the outcome of this podcast. And this so is episode uh, 10. Yeah. Ten? So we made it to 10. 10. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, again, Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope I get to come back. That's right. Totally. All right. Cool. We love you. Love you, too, guys. Thank you. Bye. Like, like Sarah says, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Music Studio Live is brought to you in part by Deaf Media Group. Matt Steves Photography, and Sarah Hedica Enterprises. And our tech guru is Brent Billman.